Well, hey friends, it really is good to be with you again on this final and fourth Sunday of Advent as we continue to prepare our hearts and minds for the coming of Jesus, in particular by reading or praying the Magnificat, Mary's Song. So I do hope you've been doing that and certainly invite you to finish out the season doing that as well. What a great gift we have. Will you join me in prayer as we begin our time? Holy and loving God, thank you for the gift of Mary and her song. Certainly, God, we're grateful for the coming of Christ, for what that means in our hearts and in our lives, and certainly for the world. God, we're grateful that you have been faithful and steadfast in your love, and that Jesus' birth is a great and powerful reminder of that gift. So this day, God, may we be mindful that you can be trusted, that you are faithful, and that you are steadfast in your love. For all of that, we give you great thanks. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, as we've done every single week uh, in worship on Sundays uh, or online, we read the Magnificat and hear it in various forms. And so I invite you now to listen and experience Mary's Magnificat again. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him, from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Wow, aren't those words amazing? Mary has helped us so much over these last many weeks to remind ourselves of God's goodness and God's holiness, of God's justice and righteousness, of God's mercy and power. And Mary doesn't disappoint this week either. She ends the Magnificat with a bang to remind us that God really is faithful and steadfast in his love. Just by way of reminder, those last verses simply say to us, he has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful for he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children forever. And isn't it good to know that in this season of Advent, we have a God who is faithful and true, who can help us to claim the powerful gift that through the millennia, God has been with us and God's promises are faithful and true. And Mary simply wants to highlight that for us. In fact, she highlights it in such a powerful way, she reminds us that this faithfulness and steadfast love of God goes all the way back to this guy named Abraham. And it's a powerful lesson, really, when you think about it. Mary simply says that he's made these promises through our ancestors all the way back to Abraham and the children of Abraham forever. And that's what we need to remember this very day. You know, Jesus was born 2,000 years ago. That's a long time, right? If you reflect, Abraham, the patriarchs, as he and others are sometimes referred to, they go back yet even 2,000 years more prior to Jesus. And so part of what we're mindful of in this modern day time is Abraham's 4,000 years ago. 
And 4,000 years ago, at the beginning of what we would know as quote-unquote modern history or written history as we know it, we begin to discover that um, this truth that Mary reminds us of comes through this ancestor called Abraham. And everything that we know about Jesus and everything that we have with regard to our faith starts with that one guy. In fact, not only our faith, but the Jewish tradition and the Islamic tradition all find their heritage back to that one guy. And Mary is saying to us, don't forget that. That's how faithful God is, that even 2,000 years prior to Jesus, God was starting to make these promises. And it sounds something like this. If you were to go back into uh, the very first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, in the 12th chapter, this is where Abraham is called. He's initially referred to as Abram, and then his name changes. But listen to his call, because it's really quite powerful. Very first few verses of Genesis chapter 12. It says, The Lord said to Abram, Leave your land, your family, and your father's household for the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and will bless you. I will make your name respected and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, those who curse you. I will curse all the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. Wow, that's a pretty powerful statement. All the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. And that's what Mary's telling us. Mary's saying, look, Jesus' coming not only is a fulfillment of God's promises, but it traces its lineage all the way back to this guy named Abraham. And that's where it starts, is with Abraham beginning to know, God's called me, God has sent me, and God has promised through all of my descendants that I will be a blessing for the world. Man, how powerful is that? 4,000 years ago. And then we begin to discover that God makes several promises through Abraham, not the least of which will be, he'll be the father of many nations. Uh, the world will be blessed through him. But then he quickly discovers, hey, I don't have a kid. How am I going to have descendants if I don't have a kid? I'm an old man. I don't have any kind of heritage. How's this going to work? But God says to Abram, I will provide. I will offer this. I will make this true. And then we're told in Genesis 15, this powerful word in chapter 15, 6. And Abram believed the Lord. When God said, you're going to have a child, when God said, I'm going to make this all happen through you, Abram believed him and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. There's that righteous word. We learned it last week. It just means right with God. So Abram was made right with God because he had faith. And friends, this is the foundation of all of our belief in Jesus. Abram, centuries before Christ, had faith to believe. And because of that, we now know, according to Paul, according to Jesus himself, that Abram's faith prior to even Jesus made it possible for everything you and I now know. And I invite you to go read, for instance, Paul would use this argument over and over, the Apostle Paul, that because of Abram's faith, we now can believe. Because Abraham was faithful, we now can believe. Go read Romans chapter 4. He lays it out so well. Read Galatians chapter 3. He lays it out tremendously well. And it's all founded on Abraham. Man, Mary didn't know what she was saying in terms of its power and its profoundness when she simply said, man, your faithfulness, God, your steadfast love is so powerful. It, it travails all of these centuries. 
In fact, another New Testament book highlights this, the letter to the Hebrews. Uh, when you get to chapter 11, uh, the, the author simply lays out how faith works, what it is, and then he goes into this fascinating litany of all those who have been faithful. And he doesn't start with Abraham, but Abraham is a huge component of it. Listen to several excerpts out of chapter 11 of Hebrews. By faith, Abraham obeyed. By faith, he stayed for a time in the land. By faith, he received the power of procreation. He couldn't do it himself, but he had faith. By faith, Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac, his son. And then we begin to get his lineage, his descendants. By faith, Isaac invoked blessings for the future. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the Exodus. All of this was by faith. That is to say, no proof, no uh, tangible, factual understanding, simply I trust that God knows what God's doing. I believe that God will make this happen. I have faith that all of this will work. Man, this is the faith of Abraham and all his descendants that made it possible for you and me to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the chosen one of God, the anointed of God, and has come for all who would choose to believe. Man, Mary's song, the Magnificat, is highlighting this powerful gift that the God who made promises will keep those promises. That the God who set this all in motion millennia ago will let it come to fruition because that promise is true. It is the faithfulness of God. Man, this, in this season of Advent, this time of preparing that you and I are in, I just want to remind us from Mary how important it is to know this God laid this out generation, scores of generations ago to make possible this promise that it would, that it would come true not only all the way back to Abraham, but through the kings of the Old Testament, Saul and David and Solomon, through the prophets of the uh, Old Testament to come, that they would identify that all of this is possible. So in this season of Advent, man, let's remind ourselves this was a promise of a faithful, trust-filled God. This was the promise of a God whose love is steadfast. It's not some fly-by-night event. It's, it's not even a major event. This is a world-changing, life-transforming event. Friends, we cannot make light of the birth of Jesus. We cannot sort of push it to the side as we try to do all these modern things. We've got to remind ourselves, as Mary is telling us, to magnify, to make big this faithful, loving God whose promises are true and can be trusted. Mary is telling us from the centuries that there was a promise made long ago through a descendant called Abraham and it's still true today. A child will be born for us. A Messiah will come. I love the way the prophet Isaiah wrote about it centuries before Jesus was born as well. You hear about it in Isaiah chapter nine. It's beautiful poetry, it's powerful words, and it simply goes like this. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, 
Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with righteousness and with justice from this time on and forevermore. Friends, this is the faithfulness of God. This is how steadfast God's love is. That even through all of the trials, all of the travails of the Israelites pushing through to the promised land, of them being disloyal and dishonest with God, of them turning their backs and the prophets keep saying, turn back to God, God still remained faithful. God still remained steadfast in His love. So much so that God would give us yet another chance. You've heard of first and second and third chances. By golly, by the time Jesus comes, it's like a thousandth chance because God is that faithful. The God who made the promise centuries ago through Abraham, the God who has kept those promises even to this day, that God can be trusted. I want to encourage you this week, in addition to reading the Magnificat, to, to read Psalm 136. That psalmist, it's an anonymous psalmist. We don't know who wrote it. But in that psalm, he describes what we sometimes refer to as the salvation history of the Israelites, kind of how they came through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, even now to the Messiah. And it has this kind of antiphon. Every single verse contains it. Let me just read verse 1 and then remind you that every other verse contains this powerful phrase. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His steadfast love endures forever. Friends, that's the gift that the birth of Jesus brings. God's steadfast love endures forever. My invitation to you and for me in the days that lie ahead as we celebrate the birth of Jesus is that this Advent, we could magnify, make big praise the faithfulness and the steadfast love of our God. Thank you, Jesus, that we have that gift. Will you pray with me? Holy and loving God, thank you for keeping your promises. Thank you for remaining steadfast throughout all of our failings. Thank you for offering us another chance for grace and mercy and love to be true through the birth of our Savior, your Son, Jesus Christ. God, thank you that Mary reminds us of that and calls us back to it so that we can be faithful ourselves and share the good news of the coming of the Christ child who really is a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God, it's in His name that we now pray. Amen. Friends, this faithfulness of God, this trustworthiness of God, I experience it through you every week as your generosity comes. Thank you for doing that. Let me just remind you that in these last couple of weeks of the year, we are so reliant on your generosity to be extra and above normal we rely heavily in these year-end times to have extra gifts. So I just want to invite you, if you're able, make that one time above and beyond gift. Make that gift that maybe pushes you just a little bit for your faithfulness. If you'd like to make a gift, you can scan the QR code with your phone right now here on the screen. 
or you can text the letters T-M-U-M-C to the number 45777. Thank you for making ministry possible.